Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fan guest episode right here on the Cathedral of Sport podcast, hosted by me, Ash. No bulb tonight, folks, but for once he isn't swanning around living the life of a laird, as unfortunately the pubs here in Scotland remain shut. He's busy with uni work via ranting on Twitter, so nothing new there then. Right, ladies and gents, I'll just crack on and introduce onto the show Fulham superfan and Pinot Noir enthusiast, Paul McElvena. Paul, how is it? <laughs> How is life treating you, mate? Very good, mate. Yeah, life's all good this end. All good, good stuff. How are you? Good stuff. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, just been decorating the the house last few days. Uh, I'm done the front. Surprised the you got, I'm surprised you got anything left after lockdown. Oh no, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, decorating the uh, decorating the house, mate. That's that, that's that's what I've been doing this week. Anyway, Paul. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go straight into it. Uh, just like I say in every single show, let's give our listeners just a bit of background about yourself. Where did you grow up, and and why Fulham? Well, I'm a I'm a Milton Keynes boy, MK born bred, uh, born and bred, um, and I'm a massive Fulham fan, huge Fulham fan. But originally, originally I supported Leeds United. Leeds United, so strangely enough, because my, my dad is also an MK boy, but um, he supported Leeds because they were the biggest, t- massive team in the 70s. Anyway, he, cho- he chose Leeds. So naturally, you, you, uh, you follow your dad, didn't you? So I supported Leeds a bit as a kid. He took me to a handful of games, just a handful. And um, just growing up, I love football. I mean, Back in the day, I remember my bedroom. I, just, I remember having match magazines ripping out the middle page and my bedroom just being full of football players. It didn't matter what team it was, who it was. They were just, my, just my bedroom walls were covered. But, um, yeah, my mum my and dad got divorced. So I didn't see much of my dad growing up. Well, after like 10, 11, I didn't see too much of him. It was a bit sticky. So um, my mum's side of the family were all Londoners. So... My granddad started taking me to Fulham. And um I remember he took me there and as soon as I as soon as he took me to Craven Cottage, I fell in love with the club. I must have only been 12, 13 years old. So we're going back 24, 25 years ago now. And um yeah, I just fell in love with Craven Cottage there and then and that become my title and he started taking me regular. So, yeah, I'll become a Fulham fan through that. And, I mean, I'll jump from a Premier League Leeds to Division 3, which is now called League 2, Fulham. And, I, um, yeah, I've been a Fulham fan ever since. Fair play, mate. Um, bit of a similar story to me. I was like, uh, you know, I've, my, my, <laughs> you're going to hate this. You're going to go. My uncle took me to Loftus Road. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't admit that, mate. It's <laughs> my first, but I felt kind of forced to support them. You know what I mean? So I did have a dad growing up. So I, I I grew up around my uncles and my granddad. And funny enough, my granddad, uh, Jamaican fella, but his his team his, his team was Fulham when he when he came out when he moved over in the in the fifties. Now he, he he took to Fulham. He likes Hearts. He liked Hearts in Scotland as well. But uh, Fulham Fulham was his team. And um, when I was when I was about primary school age, about I think it was about six or seven. 
my nan won something in the in the paper in the local paper um for to get a free t- free tickets to a coca-cola cup game and uh i said to my granddad which one should i go to you could pick any one in london um whoever's at home that night i think there's, there's quite a few I think orient were um and i said i fulham so i went, went with my uncle and i don't know if you remember this game but it was a 4-4 draw against wickham in the coca-cola cup and i all remember is sat, sat at craven cottage and there was just bird shit all over the seats. I was in that, what's that? Is it uh, Stevenage Road stand, is it? They call it there? Yeah, yeah. All the wooden yeah, seats. Was, that's it, yeah. Because uh, we were right up in the corner in the, in the crap seats. And, uh, but no, it's a great game. And I, I, I love the ground straight away. Um, I remember, what is it? Jeff Horsfield, was it? I think. Oh, what a player. What a player. Playing up front for Fulham that night. And uh yeah, it was it was brilliant. Oh, no, that's it as well. Me, me, um, my little mate from school come with me as well, and um, he didn't know he didn't know who to cheer for because he just he didn't know, and uh, he jumped up when Wickham scored, and everyone just stared at him. I remember that; it was, it was quite funny actually. But um, what was your, what was your favourite childhood memory, uh, Paul, from from Craven Cottage or, or, or following Fulham in general? Maybe be TV or an away day or or anything. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the things that stands out the most was going to watch Fulham in the cup against a, a, a team called Lee RMI. And um, oh, yeah. David Felgate was the uh, goalkeeper, believe it or not. And he was, um, obviously, he'd played in the Football League. I think he'd, he'd had a, he'd had, I don't know, I don't know, I'm guessing it, but it was about five, 500 appearances in the Football League, David Felgate. So he come there, my granddad took me there, and we didn't have many fans there, maybe five or 6,000. But, I'd, I'd been a couple of years before, but that's the one game that stands out for me because they, um, Lee RML, I think it's Railway Mechanics Institute of Lee. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. So they come to us and they got a draw. And David Felger, I mean, he was he was a big boy. I mean, he, he's the old, um, the uh, stereotypical goalkeeper back in the day. He was really fat and um, he was in goal, but he, he was he's obviously played for years. And I remember them just, just, going crazy because they drew with us. I mean, it was massive for them. So that's a big standout for me. But yeah, I just, oh yeah, I just, I don't know. That's one of the, one, one of the standout memories for me anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a team I don't think they exist anymore, Lee, yeah, Lee RMI. Yeah, I think they went out of business, mate. Um, moving on a lot further, we're going to go straight into following Fulham as an adult, right? Okay. And I'm going to ask about Fulham's run to the final of a major European competition. Oh. What did that mean to you, mate? I, I mean, I saw the game. I, I, do you know what? I'm getting goosebumps now. I, I, I kid you not. I wish I wish we were on film here. Because yeah. I'm actually, I'm not, obviously, I'm not a Fulham fan, right? And I know a lot of people that had this as well. I saw the game on TV and it was just incredible. Um, and I, I, I literally, my whole body was goosebumps. I'm not getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Um, it, it Something that I probably <laughs> you might see again now for when I've got a lot more money, but that, no I mean at the time at the time um, you know it just Fulham were written off straight away, weren't they? I mean mate, straight you, away. You have no idea, mate. That was a, the, literally the best time of my life. It was it was unbelievable to see to see little old Fulham the, the season before the season before making the greatest escape the Premier League's ever seen from Laurie Sanchez running Fulham to the ground. And Roy Hodgson taking us over, getting the greatest, single-handedly the greatest escape the Premier League's ever seen. The following season to finish into your into Europa League spot. 
And not only that did we in the Europa League, we started from the very, very beginning, playing playing teams in Northern Ireland, in uh, Amkar Perm in Russia. We, we, we started from the very bottom. And to see Fulham play like you've, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I don't think I'll ever see anything like it again. Roy Hodgson is a god at Fulham. He will always be a god. It was un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. You've, you've never yeah. seen anything like it. No, I, you know, I was, it was incredible. Got all the way to the, obviously went to the final, um, came came up slightly short. Uh, but, you know, there must have been some memorable stories, Paul, fo- following Fulham away in, in that competition that season. I mean, there must be, uh, the, you know, M- Mitchell, I know, I know Mitchell very well. And uh, I saw him dancing about at, at, at the final and some statue or something. You know, everyone just looked like they're having an absolute ball oh, over oh, there. That, you know? Yeah, no, that statue, that statue was in uh, the Reaper Barn in Hamburg. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, obviously going along, like, to be, even to this day, I remember going to Craven Cottage and watching Shakhtar the next play Fulham, who were the holders the following year. And uh, even to this day, I think, even that we won that day, we beat them that day, and Bobby Zamora scored an absolute screamer. But how we beat them that day, I, like, I can't tell you, because even to this day, they're probably one of the best teams I've ever seen play at Craven Cottage. No word of lie, even though we won. Shakhtar the next were incredible. And to beat them was on another level. And then, yeah, I mean, go on. No, no, you can't, no, you crack on, Paul. No, you carry <laughs> on. And then, and then to go on, and then like we 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 went to Turin against Juventus to lose three one to Juventus, and then to come to Craven Cottage and they scored in the first minute. I think it was Trezeguet. And then, and then I remember we won four one. I remember Clint Dempsey's goal. Honestly, you've never seen anything like it. You could see the asbestos sprinkling down from the roof of Craven Cottage. The place went wild. You've never seen anything like it. And then, oh, mate, I, and then I what, my favourite one was Wolfsburg away. I love Wolfsburg away. I went to Wolfsburg away. And do you know what? The I don't care what anyone says about the Germans. The Germans were magic. They, they, they get involved. They love a good drink. They love a good laugh. There was no bother. It was the best place. To go. I love going to Germany, watch football. But, and then, but then we had, um, the we had because the final was in Hamburg. And we played Hamburg in the semi-final. So if they beat us, they would have had the final in their home ground. We smashed them. We done them. We done them again. It was just an unbelievable journey. You've never seen anything like it. You'll never see anything like it again. You never know. You never know, mate. Uh, you never know. You can, you can no. never say never. Eh? Well, no one ever saw well, Leicester winning the Premiership. Not, so. why, not why um, Tony Khan's anything involved with Fulham. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll move on to we'll move on to that later, mate. Um, Got a, got a funny story at all about following Fulham away? Um, yeah, because it's time to put time to stick your mates right in it now, isn't it? <laughs> well, just um, well, uh, I don't know. We went to we went to Bremen away in the preseason friendly, and um, all the lads were out there, and we got everyone got steaming. We got steaming, and we come back. From we walked to walk back from Bremen to the to the town, and we found we found this banner, and we didn't know what it was said, but we were holding up this banner. We just found it. There's like two sticks with like a bed sheet with all writing on it, and we didn't we didn't have a clue because it was in German. We're all singing along, walking along with this thing, singing Fulham songs all the way down. In the end, there was like there must have been like thirty of us Fulham Fulham idiots. Anyway. (laughs) 
these Germans, we said to these Germans, what does it say? And and, and this, this sign, we'd been walking around for about an hour singing Fulham songs. It, it said low, lower gas prices. And that, <laughs> so we're walking around this German town, not having a clue what this sign says, drunk. And then it we were, all we were asking for was lower fuel prices in Germany. <laughs> I bet I bet you got some stairs, mate. Yeah, I don't know, what the hell are they doing? I <laughs> oh, can't beat it, mate. Can't beat it. Right, I've got some quick, quiet, quick fire questions for you now, pal. Yeah. Um, going to stick you on the spot a little bit. So, firstly, nice easy one. Favorite away day pub? Hmm. Favorite away day pub. I can't remember the name of the pub, but there's one at Derby away. Was was one of my member ones, but I can't remember what it was called. Was, but um, it was it was all I remember going in there, and there, there was there was scarves up all over the pub, and I can't remember what it's called for the life of me. But anyway, we were in there, was chanting and singing, and my brother my brother come and he brought his army mate because he's in the army, so he's a big Fulham fan and all, and he comes with me when he can. So he brought his mate along, his Scottish lad actually, who's a who's a Celtic fan for his sins. But anyway, he's come along and he's uh, obviously just got involved with being a Fulham fan, just got involved in the day. Anyway, we picked, I picked him up and, he, and there was a Brentford scarf. I have all these scarves, a Brentford flag, and, we, and he, he pulled this scarf down and the pub just went wild and everyone's jumping around like idiots. And, that's, um, <laughs> and for that reason, that was one of my favourite away pubs. <laughs> right, for our listeners listening in, um, tweet us in at cathedral underscore sport. If you know what pub Paul is talking about, please let us know and I can I can forward it on to, to Paul tomorrow or whenever you do it because uh, I want to know the name of the pub now. I'm um, so drunk, I don't remember names of pubs. I'm used at, at that same day. That same day, the <laughs> we got there on a minibus and um, and the, the police turned up and they um, and we had alcohol on our buses which aren't allowed and um. They come on and they took all their alcohol off, and I remember I remember them sitting there, and they were like literally, literally filling up this bin with our beer. We were just like, it was horrendous. But ah, oh, don't need that, do you? No. <laughs> um, greatest Fulham player in your lifetime. I've got I've got someone in mind, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm thinking this 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 player striker, right? Yeah. Well, playing in midfield as well, depending. I, I want to see if you say the same. Right, so greatest Fulham player in your lifetime? For me, for me, every time Barry Hales. Well, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Wow. Barry yeah. Hales, right? He's, he, he, he wasn't the most gifted, but what a player. He'd give everything, every game. And for me, he's my favourite player. My favourite player of all time, Barry Hales. My most gifted is obviously is obviously Louis Saha. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I completely forgot about Saha. I, I thought you were going to say Boa Morte. He's up there. He's up there. He's, 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 he'd be in the top five, but I think Saha's got to, got to win it. Got to win it for me. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Saha. Right, that's that's yeah, that's a, that's a very decent pick, mate, to be fair. Went on to play for Man United as well. So. Yeah, great right. player. Uh, Steve, Steve Malbronk's up there. Boa Morte's up there. That was a great team back then, wasn't it? I mean, oh. Clint Dempsey as well. Clint I mean, Dempsey, yeah, he... He, he stiffed us a bit, but yeah, what a player! What a player! Danny Murphy as well, isn't it? Oh, Danny yeah, Murphy! Whatever. I've never, I've never known a player to read a game like Danny Murphy. Never. He's he's, he's a very very good player. Really, he, he, orchestrated, really he orchestrated most of that Europa League 
game. He, he, he pulled all the strings. Definitely the anchor man. Right, 100%. time for you to make some uh, make some enemies now, mate. Um, the club you despise the most, and I know I, I think I've got this one already. Oh, of course, yeah. Brentford every day of the week. If you don't like Brentford, right. I don't like you. <laughs> is it is it just literally um, a geographical thing? Because well, I mean, obviously, I don't I, think it's well. It is a, it obviously, obviously, it's geographical. But then you've got QPR and Chelsea in that in that category. But it's just the way they go about themselves. The way they they keep singing bees up Fulham down. They just keep going on and on. And do you know what? I I I don't want to be in that Premier League, and we're not good enough to be in the Premier League. And I fundamentally, I do want to be in the Premier League if we're good enough, but we're not good enough. Um, but um. Stopping Brentford going that Premier League was just the best. I, I can handle finishing bottom of the league, losing every game of the season. We stopped Brentford getting in the Premier League. They're now selling all their players. Magic. Absolutely magic. I saw that game. Um, f- that free kick was incredible, by the way. Oh, uh, uh, Brian's. That's it, yeah. Oh, yep. unbelievable. Unbelie- unbelievable. But... um. So Brentford, so Brentford for you then. I mean, I've I've been to a couple of Brentford games as a kid. I, I used to go to loads of different teams, go and watch wherever there was a game and I could get to on the day. I didn't care who it was, and um, see that, that surprises me because back then I know obviously the the, the rivalry with Fulham's intensified now, but they were singing songs about QPR back yeah. then. I remember that, I remember because um, I sat down over in the terrace and they were singing songs about QPR. I didn't realise until obviously met. Um, Matthew Hodson, a mutual friend of ours, and uh, Mitch went out that the hatred for Brentford was really there. And then uh, now, uh, because of social media and stuff like that, like you see it all the time. So yeah, I can I can see why, mate. Um, if right, uh, you've you've touched on this subject earlier on in the show, and uh, so you kind of answered. I'm still going to ask it because you may you may have changed your mind about this. If you weren't a Fulham fan, who would you support? Well, it, it, well, that if I wasn't a Fulham fan, or I'll, if 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 Merce, I would have been Leeds with my dad. But obviously, obviously, there was a bit of a sticky situation there with my mum and my dad getting divorced. So I would, I probably would have left. Even though me and my dad have a great relationship now, and we follow mm. England away together, and we've been to Russia and went Euros and stuff. But yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I can't give you an answer, mate, because the only the only club that runs through my veins is Fulham. Yeah, so yeah no, fair I've enough, got, mate. I've got no answer to that. Fulham, black and white, runs through my veins. It's as simple as that. I can't. I, I've got no love for any other club. Fair enough, mate. That's a, that's the first time I've asked that to a fan guest. By the way, I thought I, I thought I'd try that question out on you. So I probably won't ask it again. So I'll probably get the same answer from everyone else as well. Yeah. Uh, right, Fulham, Paul, as you as you've already said, Fulham are a bit of a yo-yo club, so to speak. I mean that without any, I mean that without any disrespect at all, mate. Um, I know every fan dreams of their club competing at the top level, winning the Premier League. Which uh, talking about the Premier League, we now ban that off our football show. But do mm-hmm. you? Uh, except for you, you prefer it in the Championship, don't you, mate? It's, of course, it's, it's I do. Fun. I do. I do at the minute. And um, I mean, there's only there's only so much you can take in the Premier League of walking into every game. Oh, literally walking into a game knowing you've lost before you've even kicked a ball. It, it it's horrendous. Um, in the championship, I'm walking to every game knowing that we we could we can get three points here, and we were getting three points a lot. But yeah, the Premier Premier League is 
it's not a great league unless you're top six. It's not great. You can have you can have a good season. I mean, Leicester are doing well. Wolves are doing well, and hopefully, if if Fulham aren't at that level to be pushing at that level, so um, yeah, I'd rather be in the Championship as it stands. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough, buddy. Um, I mean, but then again, on the other side, it, it's it's good to support a club like Fulham because I mean, as you know, I live in Scotland. I, I meet so many Celtic fans on a, on a weekly, monthly basis, and that's a good enough reason to get back out there, isn't it? Oh, mate, they, they they lose one game and they they go into absolute meltdown. I'm think that don't wouldn't you want a roller coaster? No, yeah. no, no. I, whenever... I enjoyed Rangers beating them last week, though. That was magic. <laughs> I did, yeah, I saw that, yeah. And uh, and I just think to myself, you're you're moaning about losing a game, and you're about to do a quadruple treble. Is what is that all about? You know, yeah, well, I, I was speaking to a Liverpool fan the other day, and he goes, and he, he was arguing that he'd support them. He was he's probably about mid forties. He said, I've been supporting them since I was seven, even through the bad times. I was like, what you want about the bad times? You've never even been relegated. You have no idea what football clubs are going through. And you're going, I supported Liverpool through the bad times and you've never been relegated. So go away. Go away. From, just get away from me. I don't I don't ever remember Liverpool out of the top six. And also, if, if he's talking about bad times, he might be talking about the Roy Evans era when they didn't win the European mm-hmm. Cup or didn't win the league or the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, well done, it. mate. Yeah, I can't, I can't listen to them. Sort of I, I, dismiss them. I dismiss them as human beings most of the time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised, mate. I'm, I'll second you on that. Um, right. <laughs> Judging by your posts on uh, social media, right? When I was on Facebook, come off there now. You're not Scott Parker's biggest fan, are you, mate? Who would you Who would you want to see at Craven Cottage instead? Right. Well, like, I like I, I've given Scott Parker a hard time. I, I really have, and maybe too much of a hard time because I, I I kind of don't think it's it is it. Like he's got to take some blame because the brand of football he's producing is not is not the brand of football we're used to. Like the Kanovic and the Hod, uh, Roy Hodgson and Tagana, this is the brand of football Fulham like to see. Whether we win, lose, draw, we're not too bad. We we want to see good football. Scott Parker's come in. He he's been placed there by Tony Khan. As a yes man for me, so he, he gets a hard it gets hard to but he has to take some blame because of the brand of football. But he's also got he's also got to grow some because you you can't wear what Tony Khan's done to our football club. You have got to stand up, and he's he's ruined our football club from the bottom. Uh, see, so, I need to I need to know more about this, Paul, because my next question was going to be, how far can the owners take Fulham? The potential is always there, mate. But being a club in a city. Uh, saturated with huge clubs, it's always going to be a struggle. But the the money's there with a the guy. What's he done wrong? Say it how it is, mate. Well, you can well, swear. Sh- you Sh- want. Shahid, Shahid Khan's obviously our owner. Who's who's? I think he's like third, fourth, maybe fifth richest owner in English football. I mean, he, he the the geezer's absolutely loaded, absolutely loaded. But I do question his commitment to Fulham because for me. For me personally, I feel like he's bought Fulham as a stepping stone into London for his NFL team, he, or he, he wants a permanent NFL London team. So we feel like he's a stepping stone, and he's come in and he's he's. Inv- I'm not saying he's not investing; he is investing, and but I, whether he wants us to push up in the Premier League or just float where we are. 
But I don't I don't think he actually cares too much. I think he's so rich he doesn't care and he's just gone to his son, his spoiled rich son. Here are have this football club, this yours, do what you want with it. That's how it feels anyway. Yeah. It feels like he's just gone, right, deal with that. That's your problem. That's uh is this the same Tony Khan that tried to buy Wembley as well? I Sorry, think he did, Shahid didn't he? Tony Khan tried to buy Wembley. Not Tony Khan. Shahid, Tony Khan's Shahid Khan's son. So Tony Khan, uh, Shahid Khan tried to buy Wembley, which is for his NFL team. Yeah. So he's left, what, Shahid, uh, he's left his son, Tony Khan, who no, he literally knows. Do you know what? The bloke is an idiot. You should hear him on social media. He, he sounds off. He's an absolute idiot. Do you know what? This is how much of an idiot is. He's... He's involved in American wrestling, like proper, uh, like fake American wrestling. Big, oh, yeah, he is at AEW yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. But muscly men in little tiny tight pants, fake wrestling in a ring. If that doesn't, if that doesn't ring alarm bells, I don't know what will. <laughs> Mate, I, I loved it up until teenage years and then so but i don't like yeah, it anymore, and you, but... you sack it off you sack it off after your teenage years we all we all we all liked to be arrested as a kid when we thought it was real right this get this get this is has come to fulham and do you know what he was in he had fulham for a few years now so yakanovich who every fulham fan loves he, he got fulham playing the way we like we were playing magic football he's come in he's gone He's, and 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 the Kanovich was vocal to the media on on a couple of occasions, saying, "This club, I'm not involved in anything. Tony Khan's taking responsibility. He's, he's signing players. He's getting rid of players. I've got no say in nothing." And he was ready to walk on a couple of occasions. So this is why we think, well, why I think that um, Scott Parker's been dragged in just as a yes man. Um, and I want, I want to be fair. I want Scott Parker to be a manager, and I, I want him to progress as a manager and. And he's a young English manager that can go on. I just, I'd rather him learn his trade at another club rather than mine. See, I, look, I don't want to be too, I don't want to be negative um, about the future of Fulham, but is a, a, a alarm bells not ringing that? Okay, you're getting a new stand built, all that sort of stuff. You're in prime real estate location. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you think that this is all being built up for the big sell-off? Well, no, I, I don't think that. But I also think they've, uh, in the new stands, they've developed a lot of new flats and new restaurants. And so so maybe that was the, the fault originally, or the Stephensonia to London, but now they've bought this new stand. But it's covered in, it's covered in um, new shops and restaurants and, and uh, hotels and flats going in. So he'll make his money back from that, I'm sure. But um, I can't imagine it all... Well, you certainly can't get rid of a few stands because the... Um, or the Stevenage Road stand and the Cotch because they're listed, but no, I don't think it's a sell-off. But I just think I just think he should um, he should bring in a manager who and let him have control of the game. Let him have control, like Al Fayed did. Al Fayed was passionate about Fulham. He, do you know what? Tony Card and Shane Card shouldn't even put in the same sentence as Al Fayed because Al Fayed is a living legend. What he did for our football club is amazing. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely um, amazing. He, he put his money where his mouth is. And these boys are rich. These boys, these boys coming in are richer than Al-Fayed. But they haven't, they haven't even got the same ounce of respect for that club as, as Al-Fayed did. And leaving, leaving your... I don't... Uh, Shahid Khan, I don't think 
he even cares. I think he's just like, as long as as long as the club's making me a bit of money, I don't care. Here you go, Tony. You run it. And he's an idiot. Have you seen him on Twitter? And stuff? he just sounds off. He's the bloke's an idiot. I can't stand it. <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a patch on Alfayed, is he? I mean, look, Fulham with with Alfayed were on a journey. Um when when I first knew about Fulham as a kid, Fulham were in Division Three, as you said, which is now League Two. And that journey all the way to up to the top division when uh, was Tiganar the manager when Oh Tiganar, yeah, what a manager. When, when Fulham first got promoted back to, yeah, they got uh, back to the top Premier level. League, yeah. Yeah, so then obviously after I left and all that stuff and that, but where, I mean, what are you doing now? Is it this, there doesn't seem to be a journey anymore, does there? It just seems no, to be like not. bouncing between two divisions. And we're just yo-yoing. That... And to be honest, I'm happy with yeah. yo-yoing. I just, I just, I'm happy with yo-yoing because I can, I can celebrate relegation. I can celebrate promotion again. I can celebrate re- a lot, so on. But there's got to be a point where you, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't care. I could be in League One, League Two. I don't care. I just need, I need someone running my club that's got passion. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, there was times you're not going to find that in the Premier even League. Like, even, even going up to the Premier League last season, there was times in the in the playoff. Well, we weren't in the playoffs. We, we, we were guaranteed a playoff spot, guaranteed, but we could have pushed for an automatic spot. I can't remember who we were playing now, but anyway, we. Um, you just go for it. Like, we're guaranteed playoffs. Let's go get an automatic position. Let's go for it. And we were sitting back. We were sitting back on a game that we were guaranteed a playoff position, but we could have got them out. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, uh, this is why I'm so far removed from the, the top level now. I mean, you've got these owners that, they're just they're just not football men at all they're, they're not passionate they're not football men they're not they're not they don't want to be part of the community they're not they're not from the community so to speak you know so he'd, he'd, rather, I, I t- look, he'd rather look at muscly men in little pants in a wrestling ring <laughs> Tony Khan stop looking at little men not little men big men big men in, in little, little pants tight, little tight shiny shorts <laughs> Um, Paul, I know you've got your you've got your own um, um, put football to one side just for a minute, mate. I know you've got your own your own business uh, stuff. I love to see, honestly. Um, so just give our listeners just a heads up about your business and where to find you. If anyone listen ever needs your services, mate, a bit of free promotion. Well, it's a hard for you. one because we, we 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 work for the major supermarkets in the UK. So we um, multiplex UK install limited. We um, we install refrigeration for the supermarket industry and the shop fitting industry. So it's hard to hit the public, but if there's any project managers out there that um, that work in the supermarket or retail industry that are looking for some for some uh, labour, then um, yeah, touch me up. There you go, guys. Any project managers out there? Get in contact. I'll forward it on to Paul. Yeah. One last question, mate. One last question. Go for it. Jeff Horsfield or Lewis Boamorte? Oh, ah, oh, yeah, that. That's like asking me who my favourite child is. Jeff <laughs> uh, Field or Bo and Morty? Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Do you know what? There was there was one side. Oh no! I'm, do you know what? I'm not going to go to that. I'm going to I'm going to go. I can't call it, mate. You you asked me who my favourite kid is, so I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm just going to have to say fifty fifty. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. Call you. I uh... can't call it. Jeff <laughs> Growing up as a kid, Jeff Horsfield was my my favourite player. I loved him so much. He was a bricklayer originally from, from Halifax. 
and he, he started his career late. And I, I just love his story, the love the way he played. I loved him. But Bo Morty, equally, growing up, he was just amazing. So, yeah, sorry, I can't call it. No, absolutely fair enough. Uh, Paul, I've absolutely loved having you on tonight, mate. It's been a, it's been a great little chat there. Yes, um, Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. So, yeah, that's been good. Yeah, not a problem at all, mate. We're trying to get as, as many fans from different clubs as possible. And uh, I thought you were the perfect candidate. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so, uh, any, any of your followers want to follow me at Paul the Fulham? Get on it. There you go, guys. At Paul I the can, Fulham I on Twitter. Bore, Give him a follow. You even, I can bore you even further. <laughs> there you go. Um, guys, going to close the show now. We're on Twitter at cathedral underscore sport. You can find us on all the platforms when you listen in or want to listen in. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Next week, we welcome onto the show Martin Rose, big Rafe Rovers fan. He's part of our fan guest feature. There's loads of shows to catch up on. We interviewed Gary, the Governor Furby, UK bare knuckle boxing champion last week. Big Geordie, cracking character, big character in the Northeast. He's a great listener. We've had some great feedback about that. Matty King, the Musselboro football player. He was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's That's been our highest listened to show. It's broke our records so far. If you haven't listened to that, give that a listen. We also fan guest Johnny Brown on from Musselboro as well. And we had Dr. Grant Campbell from Aberdeen on all shows to catch up on for you. Uh, plenty of listening on Sunday if you're hungover, waiting for your Sunday roast. Guys, you can donate to us if you like. Um, there's no obligation to. It's just to support our content and to get us uh, visual in the future so we can afford a decent visual team and stuff like that, basically, in a studio. Um, you're still going to get the content anyway. You're still going to get it all for free, but it's just to help us out. If you want to do that, uh, we've got a PayPal.me account, PayPal.me forward slash Cathedral Sport. And if you want to sponsor a show at all, just get in contact with us at Cathedral underscore Sport and you can sponsor a show for a very, very good price. And it helps us along our way, along our journey. And it also gives you exposure as well. Paul, again, you have a lovely weekend, mate. Um, and stay safe, you and your family. Cheers, mate. Love to the family. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys.